getting creepy in here. It's episode 154. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Way Lorette. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Good afternoon, Bryce. Boo. How are you? Scary. You're scary today. <laughs> you are scary. you all clean shaven. Well, it's coming back. It's but coming back. Pretty scary the other day. When the first day I saw you after you shaved yourself, like right, like you bladed that thing right down. Right to the was as scary as the first time my dad shaved off his mustache. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Who's that creepy? I remember <laughs> that too. My dad did that. Right. And it was like why did dad the do most that? terrifying did you, thing? Did you even realize that you did that to your daughter? She wanted me to do it. Really? She watched me do it. She was like, "I want you to shave that off." So I did. I feel like. Just about most kids probably have that story from their childhood. The day their dad shaved his mustache that one time. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a good day. No. No, it wasn't. And it was really scary. Sometimes there's videos of when they do it when their kids are super young and they, like they're babies and they cry because they don't yeah. recognize them and they freak out. But yeah, my dad always had a mustache growing up and then he shaved it one time. And my dad like, had a, oh boy. My dad had a big beard and then he got me one of those like toy razor sets. Oh yeah. And we'd. Did it to get it still scared the absolute crap out of me. <laughs> I remember my dad's wedding photo too. Um, he didn't have a mustache in it, I don't think. And he like he just like creeper alert. <laughs> like, Mom, what were you thinking? <laughs> my wife was like, she's like, You look way younger. Yeah, you always look younger <laughs> when you shave up, right? For sure. Especially I do, because I get rid of all the white or the gray. You got a little beard. salt and pepper going on. Oh yeah, it's it's more salt than pepper on the chin, that's for sure. So when I shave down to that, I get pretty baby face looking yeah. too. Yeah. And right now my hair is all dyed black, so I don't have oh, any. It's still black. <laughs> I don't have any of the salt and pepper in my hair right now either. So, did you just for a minute? Is that? How yeah, you yeah, did? man. That's what you used. Oh yeah, use the the OG. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't go. gonna screw around with any. I didn't want like some sort of temporary spray-in dye running down my face in the middle of the thing if I started mm. sweating. Yep. So I thought, well, you know, just for men might be in my life someday. I should trial it now. <laughs> I should trial it now. So I did, and uh, good news, it doesn't uh, run down your face. No, no, no. It doesn't even wash out in the shower. You should do your it's beard like, black. solid. I should have. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm 25 up here, but I'm <laughs> I'm 40 down here. So it works, though. And I, I do feel like the color's faded enough in my actual hair, like if I pop this off, that it doesn't look soup. Well, in there it's, it looks pretty. It just looks It's dark starting to brown. look a little bit more natural. When yeah. I first did it, it was stark black, and it yeah. looked like I dyed my hair black. But now that it's kind of faded out a bit, I'm like, it's okay. My wife doesn't like it though. She's like, I, I like your gray hair. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. She's got a thing for salt and peppery when, dudes. When, <laughs> salt and peppery dudes. All of them. <laughs> like, any, so, uh, yeah. I guess it makes I you look more go. mature, maybe. Maybe. Smarter in a way. Smarter. I don't know. Does it make you feel smarter? Yeah. I'm sure my actions offset any. <laughs> Any momentum I gain with the salt pepper hair. Um, look, Precision Construction says, Bryce looks like you brought on a college intern. Yep. <laughs> I'm about that age. No. Yeah. But you like, you have a, you've got the goat. Like it's coming. This is nothing is what I'm trying to say. Like if you saw him three, four days ago. I'll get rid of it again. Or when did you do that? A week ago? It was about a week ago. It would, it would but I've been me, shaving it It would take down. me three or four months to get back to what you got, <laughs> <laughs> what you got there. But uh, yeah, you were pretty clean shaven when I walked in that one day. It was it was a pretty stark contrast. <laughs> I think I walked out of the bathroom and you were like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> big shit, huh? <laughs> Lost it all. <laughs> you pushed so hard, you pushed the hair follicles right out of your face. That's right. Oh yeah, I need this. 
You do need that. Um, what have you been up to this week? Uh, do you have any holidays planned coming up, by the way, like winter stuff? I mean, we were supposed to go to Deck X when that's all falling apart. But what, like, aside from that, no, personal holidays. All of my holidays fell apart this year. All of them. I was supposed to go to Deck Expo, and that was, yeah. wasn't really a holiday, kind yeah, of. Kind of was. Right? <laughs> and then I was supposed to go to Wine Country in BC mm. in October. That's not happening either? No, that got canceled. Shit. Real shit. Hot fast. Mm. So. COVID. COVID. Even interprovincial is getting banged up, hey? Yeah. That's no good. Yeah. So, no, I don't usually travel in the winter. We were going to go down to Baltimore in February, but I think that got canceled too. For a trade show? Yeah, for a trade show. <laughs> it it, I only it finally clicked for, work, for me. I was man. like, oh, yeah, just bomb me Baltimore in February. Bomb me cold Baltimore. Because Baltimore. Right. Because, you, yeah, you've been to Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, I've been a couple times for Deck Expo, actually. And, like... It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's not anything not, great. It's not like at the top of anybody's destination list. Yeah, I don't know why you would go. Well, I heard there's a lot of like movies and stuff that are filmed there. So maybe if you're like a movie guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the like, like horror films. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. There's the Edgar Allan Poe graveyard Murder site. mysteries and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's... Uh, yeah, my experience in Baltimore is very little. It's like downtown and around the harbor area, staying there, that's going to the convention center, to, yeah. and going to Hooters. Like that's that's all I've. The Hooters done. in that in that <laughs> mall. Yeah, the Hooters <laughs> in the mall. Yeah, that's right. And uh, whatever the great little uh, restaurant is in the boat thing there on the. Oh yeah, yeah, harbor. yeah, 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 fantastic yeah. restaurant. That's, yeah, there a few times too. That place is awesome. TC Deck says you guys not going to Deck Expo. Unfortunately, not. Unfortunately, our uh, wah, wah, plans wah. have been canceled. So, us and every other person with a Canadian passport, it seems. Um, so that's sad, but let's get on with the show today, guys. Are you going to, are you going to wing that thing in here or yeah. like how I was trying to kill time for you? I didn't you. understand what you were doing. I I was just talking, Bryce. I was just trying to fill the time, but uh, okay. if you ready, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Hopefully it works. Come on. Get in there. There it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the people on the Instagram can't hear nothing. Have you, did you, have you, we just watched one of these movies the other day, my wife and I, Halloween. Yeah. But it's the one on Netflix. I've never, I've never watched a Halloween movie. I don't know that I have either. So for those who, like, <laughs> on Instagram where you couldn't hear what we just did, we were playing the Halloween let's, theme. Let's, let's get into some of the best Halloween stuff before we move on to our topic. Okay, that could this be is how we're going to waste, okay, sure. Like movies? Yeah. I don't. Do you watch Halloween movies? No. Now, like, what about Ern what's the earnest one? Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest Scared with Stupid. The, with that's the my number troll? one. Yeah, yeah, that's my number one. I loved that movie. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I. I Hocus, have a Hocus Pocus. I think I've seen it. Yeah, it's okay. Like, are, do you decorate for Halloween your house? Mm, I am not a Halloween guy. My wife and daughter love Halloween. I don't. I, I'm a Christmas guy. Halloween over, Christmas yeah, starts. Yes. <laughs> That's my thing too. So my kids, like my uh, four-year-old was like, we want, he started this about a week ago. Can we get some blow-ups for the yard for Halloween? And I'm like, first of all, I was like, it's like, it's two weeks away. Like, right. I don't all, feel like all the best ones have been picked through. <laughs> I don't feel like decorating now. <laughs> I also don't feel like spending $100 on a blow-up that's going to cost $20 in about two weeks. Right. Let's buy it after it's over and do this next year. That's right. But I just, I've never been, like, I, I love the people that do do it. I love the people that the houses that really commit and they do the, the big displays and it's like mm -hmm. creepy and it's like, it's awesome. I love that they do that. But it's just, I don't get that excited for the holiday. I'll, cover, I'll, I'll carve a pumpkin. Yeah. I'll do that part. 
but I just don't decorate much for it. Do you like carving? But pumpkin? Christmas, I uh, I'm, I like decorating at Christmas. Do I? No, no, I don't think I like carving <laughs> pumpkins either, Bryce. I that, so <sighs> that's my biggest problem with Canadian Thanksgiving is that it happens before Halloween, and that's the point of the pumpkins is you're supposed to carve your pumpkin. What and cook it because if the Americans have Thanksgiving after Halloween. We have Thanksgiving before Halloween. So you have to like make all these pumpkin pies, but you don't have the pumpkin to do it. Because we've already used our pumpkin. Because we haven't used them yet. Thanksgiving comes before Halloween. Uh, You're not following me? Well, no. I am now. You don't like pumpkin pie. I I like the whipped cream part. Ah, man. No, I I do. I need to get it. But I've never thought about about (laughs) the order that that happens in. But I do get relegated to being the pumpkin carver because they're like, oh, you carve pumpkins really well. And it's like, they don't, I don't think anybody understands how much I dislike it doing it. But I'll carve the pumpkin. I'll pull the seeds out. Like, if I'm doing it, I'm cooking the seeds because yeah. I want the seeds. They're that's delicious. That's the best part. Yeah. And it's like, that's about as healthy as eating as I get <laughs> is soaking pumpkin seeds in oil <laughs> and salt. But I, so I will do that and I will carve a couple pumpkins. I think I have a couple more to do. Because I already did two this year. Whoa. When we were down at my in-laws farm. You now, must like doing it. Uh, we have three more pumpkins in the house that I like. What do you carve them like? Do you do like those cool? So the two I did at the farm, I did one just a goofy face. And the other one I did as the Spider-Man logo. And it was, it was actually kind of badass. I did it because my, my four-year-old's a massive Spider-Man fan. And so I was like, I'm going to surprise him with the Spider-Man logo. And it was pretty cool. That's dope. I do have a buddy that he's major into Halloween. He decorates his whole house. Like he, empties his garage and like themes it all out and mm-hmm. then he's out there dresses Frankenstein or whatever yeah. um, every year and like he's big time in Halloween and he does pumpkin carving he'll carve like probably 20 pumpkins this year but he does them like he's unbelievable like the expert level expert level scenes on a pumpkin or like just super intricate detail of like all your favorite Halloween characters mm-hmm. or like Star Wars or what like that he's stuff's so cool pretty crazy good at it so I don't have the time Nope, that's not true. You've got time for the things you want to have time for. That's right. I don't want to have time for that. Yeah, they're just pumpkins. So it is what it is. Should we get after this or what? Let's do it. Um, Yeah, that's not. Is it? (laughs) I got you. You did do it. I got you. (laughs) I didn't think you got the sound effects on there today. TC Dex says Bryce is dancing without his mustache, makes it more uneventful. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so sticking with the theme of Halloween today, we have 13 of the scariest things that customers do with their decks. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. I didn't know how like, I was going to word mean? that either. Um, they, they stand on it with a sheet. We got to, the, yeah, yeah. yeah they, They're like, they boo. Growl at children yeah, from exactly. their deck. That's number one. Uh, no, we're talking about like the shit customers do that you're like no that's not don't do safe that. don't yep. do that that was dumb right that's that's scary that makes your deck scary it's scary deck and we thought of 13 things and then thought we should stop there because that's a pretty fitting number are we gonna so we're gonna for this halloween themed episode going to 13 we're yeah i'm gonna go yeah, to it was either we we're gonna do 13 or 666 of them <laughs> thank god and <laughs> with with uh, consideration to everybody's time today we stuck with 13 yep number one is buying cheap crap. No one likes cheap crap. Oh, people love cheap crap. Do you like cheap candy? 
No. That's what I mean. Halloween, okay, cheap when you're candy, talking cheap like, crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about knockoff candy? Like, do you ever find yourself at Dollarama buying... A meteor? Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's supposed to be like a Mars bar, but yeah. it's called something, like it's called meteor or whatever. Or or like they're supposed to be blue whales, but they're called like like blue... Fish. Fish. <laughs> or something. But if they taste just as good, are you okay with that? If they taste just as good, yeah. Okay. All right. Well... Do no, you, no, that's all I need to know about you. I like those, uh, those Halloween. What do you call them? Those like top, the, you know, those like orange wax wrapped candies or, that you get every year. The like they the have like a little Halloween scene on them, and they're like super cheap, and they kind of taste like licorice. What are you talking uh, about? What are they called? Like they're like they're like taffy, kinda like saltwater taffy. They're like a Halloween. They have like scenes on them. You said if I show you. Are they like a little bar? Yeah, they look like, like molasses kisses. I don't know that one, Brace. You don't know? I don't know that one. Interesting. Like nope, they have I, like like little scenes on them. Nope. No. You've never gotten... No, we, we trick-or-treat in different neighborhoods, apparently. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever recognized those ones. I drive to the good neighborhoods. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that shit is. Okay. Uh, anyways, buying cheap crap. So yeah. one of the... Honest to God, one of the biggest mistakes you can do is is shop solely based on price when you're looking for a composite deck because it's going to cost you in the end. Like there's a not there is if you want to spend a dollar a linear foot for a composite deck, you can. It's out there. It exists. But just buy wood at that point. Like you're better off buying on. wood, yes. Because you're not all the things you want composite for, the the warranty, the lack of maintenance, all that stuff, you're not getting that with dollar composite. You're just inviting problems. Yeah, because your warranty is going to be absolute junk. And if you ever had to actually make a claim, even in the warranty period, good luck. Mm-hmm. The company's based in China. You don't just phone over and be like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, your board's failed. Yeah. Uh, ship me some new ones. Unless you buy it on Amazon, you could probably get away with that. Maybe. <laughs> Alibaba. Yeah. <laughs> but I've seen a ton of those cheap product fail and I've replaced enough of it and seen enough of it that it's just like, it's by cheaping out, you're going to end up spending twice as much later because now you've spent that dollar linear foot stuff. You paid somebody to install it. Then you have to pay somebody to take it back off, spend two or $3 linear foot for a better product and then pay somebody to put it back on again. The most it's, expensive thing you can do is cheaping cheap out. out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not a good idea. Don't, I'm not, and I'm not saying you have to buy the most expensive stuff. I'm just saying, don't buy garbage. Yeah. Period. I, I there's nothing to argue about there. The irony of this statement is most composite decks are made up of garbage. That's what I was, I was thinking that. So do buy garbage. <laughs> just buy good garbage. Unless you're buying a PVC deck. Yeah. So anyways, I think the world of composite decking is probably one of the ones that's um, the scariest in there. Like there's there's a lot of different railing systems too, and some of them are garbage as well. But mm. composite really seems to be um, a tricky thing if you're shopping at a box or go to a lumberyard, first of all, because lumberyards generally will work only with good quality brands right they don't generally import crap from china and and try to sell it um so generally when you go to lumberyard you're going to find your good brands like trex and fibron and timber tech and whatever else mm-hmm. if you go to the box store though you might see trex and timber tech and fibron potentially but you're also going to see some house labeled stuff which may or may not be okay depends on the year and you're also going to find some cheap like too good to be true priced Right. Composite, and most people don't know the difference, and they think, "Oh, well, if this is a dollar a foot, and that one's two dollars a foot, and they both look nice here, yeah, why wouldn't I take the one that's a dollar a linear foot?" 
I feel like those... And unfortunately, in about two years' time, you're going to find out exactly why it was a dollar a foot. Those ones with the holes in it always yeah, seem special. to be like not very good. Yeah, really good. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Yeah, really They're good. really good. Yeah. So anyways, it's um, it's one of the biggest mistakes you can make. It's a scary thing for you to do. And oh, and like what happens when you buy like cheap composite decking? Like what are the what are some of the major pitfalls? Well, I've seen a lot of the stuff that comes from trying to mold. So that's crazy. You're trying it's to plastic. <laughs> you're trying to well, there's a lot of times there's wood in it though, right? Oh yeah. Um, but they often don't have a protective cap layer. So you're inviting potentially mold, staining. Um, and then just general structural failure to your point, like I've got lots of pictures of boards that we've seen over the years that are like internally it's cracked or it's cracked on the surface or it's cracked down the rib of those holes. Mm-hmm. Or like, I just, I just tore out my mom's last year that had composite. that was only a few years old, cheap crap. She bought the house with it on there and <laughs> you better put, you better say that. <laughs> yeah. She didn't buy it while, <laughs> while she owned the house. It was there when she bought the house, but it had like delamination or something going on that it like it was bubbling and cracking there like That's hitting wild, it gently man. with a hammer was smashing it off like it was just brittle and garbage huh. like there was no uv inhibitor to it so yeah you bought this composite four years ago for cheap and now it's all getting replaced and so like it ain't worth it uh number two is they return all their hardware this is the one that um it's freaky when you see <laughs> you see someone return this happens thousand dollars worth. Of it's not. A, and it's not every day. It's not every day. But everybody that works here has a story about this happening. Yeah, you've sold somebody an entire deck package for them to go build themselves DIY. You've given them everything that they need, and three weeks later they show back up and they return all their joist hangers and all their like their ledger screw, their all their structural leg bolts and their structural and, screws yeah. and all that stuff. And they're like, yeah, I didn't need any of this stuff. The hell you didn't need How'd you stuff? build your deck? What did you do? <laughs> exactly. How did you connect any of this stuff? Like, it's it's funny when that happens, but it's like, it's not funny. because It's not funny. It's a major safety issue. Yeah. Oh, I ended up, I found a bag of screws in my shed. <laughs> yeah, when we were drywalling, nope. <laughs> I had a bunch of them left, so I what just used screws? those. <laughs> I promise you, you didn't find these screws in your shed. Like... It's pretty sketchy what some people will return at the end of a job. And like, we always kind of push back. Like, you like, you need this stuff. You, this is, these were not optional it's, items. It's already too far though. At that I know. Point. They've already like, put it together with something. Uh, that's pretty scary stuff that they're doing there. Um, if we get back to the Instagram here, uh, Western Lumber says, damn straight, good crap at lumber yards. Good crap. <laughs> um, but we aren't as pretty as you boutique guys. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I don't, Western's pretty, pretty. He's, he's boutique Yeah, <laughs> I would call him boutique pretty. He's bohemian, perhaps? Yeah. He's one of those bohemios. Number three, using improper fasteners. Now, you might think this sounds an awful lot like number two, but it's not. It's not. We've told this story before where we sold uh, this homeowner some uh, wolf serenity. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wolf serenity boards. That's a good story. Beautiful boards. They are a premium product. They, they're priced the same as like Trex Transcends, like Trex's highest end stuff. So it's not cheap. Um. And they had their own contractor and they were back in the store. I don't know how long it was, like not long, like three or four months later. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this, our, our deck is all coming loose. And we're like, what do you mean it's coming loose? Yeah. And they, they had brought a piece because like they had pulled it off. It was, it was like it not on the off. deck anymore. They brought it in. They were like, well, here it is. And this person had used a, a narrow crown stapler to staple their deck on. <laughs> 
A stapler. Could you Bryce. imagine how fast that would have been? Oh, I bet you he was in and out of there in no time. They saved all the labor. He right? was only there for three hours. And then he just skipped town. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Bam, it's on. Probably did 10 jobs that day. So, not like I don't need to tell you all the reasons why this is wrong. But nothing about using the stapler was even correct. Even the length of the staple was like... It didn't even get through the board. No, it was like it? poking through like a quarter inch on the back side of yeah. the board. Like it was hardly even touching the wood. Did he even glue it? Like no. you're supposed to? No, it was just like, <laughs> just popped some staples into it. And it's like the cap on, like Wolf is a PVC board. It's rigid. Like blowing a staple through it probably over time would have da- like damaged around the staple. Probably would have started to chip around there too. Oh yeah. But... Just unbelievable. We're we're just like, are you serious? This actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she was like, well, we need a deal on the new boards. And it's like, this is not our problem. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. You, we recommended you use a good, like, I think we had even given her people, like, names of people to use. And she chose her own person and they buggered it all up. But she's like, well, we're out all this, whatever. And it's like, yes, but this is not. Yeah, that's great. I'm sorry. This is not, uh, this is a. I'm sorry, but this is a you problem. Yeah. You you went against all the advice to not do what you did, hired someone you didn't know what they're doing, shot it down with a freaking stapler, Bryce. I can't believe that. And then like, needed to redo it all. I wouldn't. Like, why would you even do that? Thankfully, it was not a big deck. It was like a stair landing. It wasn't a huge deck, but it was still like, done that holy on a big deck. Smoke. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Uh, quickly, deck. See the photo I posted on Facebook group a couple weeks ago, or a week ago. I'll have to dig that up. Um, so don't do that. And the other thing people do all the time is Brad nailing their face on. I don't know. Some guys say they have success doing this. I don't think it's a great idea. If you're going to do it, you know, like use a proper gauge and use stainless nails is my only advice and then glue it and pepper the shit out of it. But I, I think it's, <laughs> you're better off to use a proper fascia screw or a, a screw of some sort. Right. Rather than uh, pin nails. Yeah. So they don't like here. I've seen it over and 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 over again. Yeah. And they're all coming loose. You just uh, you're just supposed to plywood your deck, though, right? And then oh, I was going to add that one. Down. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. I meant to add that to the list, plywooding the deck, but I forgot. And now I don't want to because I'd be 14, and that's going to ruin the whole thing. Um, so I I I wouldn't recommend doing that. Um, like of course it holds while you're there, but the second that stuff starts to expand and contract, especially in a cooler climate, like maybe it works where the temperatures are more consistent, but in a place where there's movement on that plastic, those brad nails are not going to hold up. No. And neither is the, like the glue behind it that is supposed to hold it there too. It's eventually going to break as well. And then you're going to end up going back and screwing the boards on anyway. So just do it that way in the first place. I feel like you'd have to buy like really good glue. Uh, like four outside and yeah well it's yeah it's gonna be an exterior construction adhesive like a good one but the we're not problem recommending with that, doing this no <laughs> no but the problem with it too is that like it, it usually bonds to the wood just fine it's the shiny back yeah. surface of a plastic board that doesn't typically bond well to and some guys will scratch it up and rough it up or sand it up whatever. but like why are we going through the effort just use a, the proper fastener and then you don't have to worry about doing any of that yeah Um. so anyway TC decks do you guys ever see pictures of the decks the homeowner that the homeowner DIY people do, what percentage are done well and what percentage look bad? Yeah, we do see pictures sometimes. People come back in and show you. It's hard to say because a picture, lots of things can look good in a picture. Shane looks good in a picture. Right? But like if you if we had a, li- <laughs> if we had a live audience here, we'd be like, oh, who's the troll? That's right. Uh, it, you'd look a lot like the the troll from Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, 100% <laughs> with black hair and a gray beard. Exactly. Um, so yes, we do see pictures frequently but often the pictures look good <laughs> and we're like oh, yeah. yeah it looks great because it does look great 
Because they got but an Instagram filter on it. It's and probably different when you go there and you yeah. see what's underneath and you kind of are able to like have a closer look. Yeah. Things often don't look very good. Uh, for using proper fasteners, did you did we want to mention using all the holes in your joist hangers? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that could be another one in itself too. That kind of probably rolls into number two more than anything. Because yeah. sometimes the hangers don't come back, but the hanger screws do. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Hey, there you go. Had some drywall screws left over. That's right. Uh, number four, um, scariest things they do, building it themselves when they don't know how to build it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the DIY project if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but that's rare. <laughs> Deck's one of those things that because they, people think they're DIY friendly because it's just a deck and like how hard is it to... I put Lego together. Build a flat wall and put deck boards on top of it. That's, and that's right. fine, but it's the details that are often overlooked that are the most important, both to the finish quality and the safety and the structural integrity of the deck. So mm-hmm. unless you know what you're doing and you have experience building a deck, don't build it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't the kind of thing where you just like figure it out. Like, decks look simple. Yeah, they aren't. They do, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, like I said... You look at a deck, might look just fine, and it has no hangers on it. And a deck screw is like, yeah. <laughs> something that looks like you did a good job could be a dangerous job. Number five is cheaping out on a contractor. So if you're not building it yourself and you're going to hire a contractor, uh, much like the buying cheap crap, don't buy cheap contractors either. Right. Yeah. So, don't hire the guy that's going to staple down your wolf deck. Yeah. I think we've, uh, <laughs> I think we've explained why you wouldn't do that here. He's going to be fast. Generally, and this is like, there's no, there's no one rule that's ever a hundred percent all the time. There's probably exceptions, but generally the guys that charge more, charge more for a reason. Right. Like they're not just more expensive because they're greedier. It's probably because they have more overhead because they're running a proper business Mm -hmm. uh, or they do a better job or they take more time to do things more precisely. Right. Their time's at a premium. Tools or they like, they're running multiple crews. Like they're just, they're they're better builders than the guys who are doing this on the weekends and evenings and don't care about anything other than like getting some cash out of the job mm-hmm. or spending money. Like, mm-hmm. but that guy's also not experienced and doesn't have the full trailer full of tools and all the appropriate tools for doing it. He doesn't care about all the extra details that some of these deck builders are put into it. So, um, or you're talking to a handy, handy person who maybe has never done a deck before, but they do all sorts of general work. I can build a wall. And they can tackle Generally. it because they're comfortable with tools. But again, but like they don't know what they're doing sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. That's just how, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you don't know everything. Okay. So. You're going to get some quotes. <laughs> Nobody's going to touch my price. So I'm again, not saying you have to hire the most expensive guy, but I'm saying talk to a couple and get somebody who feels right. Don't just be like, oh, this guy was 20 grand. This guy was 19 grand. This guy was nine grand. So I went with the nine grand because why would I spend 20 if I can spend nine? Uh, question things a little bit. Yeah. If he's the low guy and the other two are higher, probably he's the one missing something. Not two out the other of three, two. right? Yeah. Wade always talks about this too. He's like, how come it's always the high guy that gets questioned? When you have three quotes, if high. you're if you're 20, 25, and 30, homeowners generally go after the guy that's 30 and be like, why are you 30? The other guys are 20 and 25. Why aren't you going after the 20 guy and be like, are you sure you why got you everything? 20, because the right? other guys were both more. Yeah. So just make sure that you are doing your homework on your contractor as well. Yeah. Number six. Reusing their old framing. Oh, I don't understand. pretty scary. I don't understand why that's a thing. Because people are cheap sometimes. But it's not the most... Or the, some people are it's cheap like sometimes. one of the least expensive parts of a deck. Yeah, you're right. 
just but they think they think they can save on that part i I don't know if it's because i don't know i don't know if it's because they think that because it's the structural part that it is more expensive maybe right like you know what i mean like yeah like on a house the foundation a concrete foundation is a pretty expensive part of the house so maybe they think that it's the structural part it's the big part therefore it's like more money i don't know but you're right it's generally the smallest portion of the cost of a deck and so people are you know, often trying to save this and reuse a stuff that's 25, 30 years old. And I would say that like at least 80% of the time, it's no good. Like there are oh, some people that it's here. Some people, some people are fine. It is 25 years old, but it was all Douglas fir and it stayed dry and there was, there's a roof over it. So I never saw like, so there's mm-hmm. some scenarios where it is probably still fine to do. Yeah. Um, but more often than not, it's not more often than not. They have no idea. No, <laughs> Even if they could get underneath and see how it looks, they have no idea how to tell if it's okay or not. And, and they just come in and be like, frame's fine. Uh, yeah. Based on what exactly? And all the work that you're going to put into, like, taking your deck apart properly. Yeah. Is just, it just seems like such a waste of time. Yeah. So if you want to reuse it and it's in good shape, fine, but... Make sure you're one of the 20% of the cases where it actually is fine. And then take some additional steps to extend the life of the, of the framing by taping it up, using some, it. using some water diversion stuff, and making sure you're going to get more life out of it. Because even a frame that's been fine for 25 years and is still in decent shape may accelerate and rot a lot faster after you replace the decking on it because of all the bullet holes you've left in it. Mm-hmm. By removing the old screws and punching new holes into it and exposing it and whatever else, yeah. you can really shorten the life after that. So Yeah, I'm just going to staple down my decking though, so it's not even going to... Yeah, the holes are really small. <laughs> like they're only like 16th of an inch wide, they're only a quarter inch deep, it's fine. Um, number, sorry, Quigley Decks. <laughs> number Quigley Decks. It says, if you're attracting homeowners looking for the lowest price, you need to take a serious look at your marketing and advertising plans. Mm. Yep. Uh, number seven, decking over existing decking. That's a good might, way to save money. It's structurally safe. Probably the only thing worse than reusing <laughs> bad framing is, <laughs> and that like this happens a fair amount too. People want they have an existing wood deck and it's they think why bother do, going through the effort of ripping all this up? Uh, I'll, just, I'll just put composite over top of it. Right, and it'll last even longer. Hey, have at her. Like, <laughs> but they don't realize. But they don't. And sometimes maybe their thought is it's plastic, it'll be fine. Mm. And it might be. And maybe they haven't even thought that far. But it might be, but now you're creating this, like, you're layering the decking. Water's just going to get trapped underneath. And maybe that two-by-six decking that's on there that you thought looked okay uh, will no longer be okay because it's going to stay consistently wet and trapped underneath this mm-hmm. composite, this Tupperware lid over top of everything. Like, you're just going to, you're inviting problems. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, number eight. Eight. This one's common in our area, and I think a lot of areas. Not lagging on your ledger board. This one is very scary. This is very scary. It's very scary. Because uh, this is a major safety issue. And, and it's such a, like, small... Like, it's the beginning. It's what everything's attached to. Yeah, and this one comes just from a general lack of knowledge. This is not a cost thing. They're not trying to save money anywhere because it, it'll cost you $3 in leg bolts to do this properly. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not that. But the problem that you know, in our markets, at least that we see all the time is home builders generally will tack on a ledger when they build the house, just kind of as a placeholder so that they can finish the envelope of the house and whatever, stucco it or side it or whatever they're going to do. They throw it on there, they flash it, but they just pop a few nails in it right. out of their framing guns that they don't properly attach it. They temporarily attach it. Right. 
And then the person who ends up going to build the deck doesn't know enough to know that it's not structurally attached yet. And so they don't. They just build off it and then do you recommend, the deck falls off your house. Do you recommend uh, like changing that ledger if it's like a particularly old house? No, well, I mean, if it's in like, yeah, if it's like, if it's, you know, if it's in rough shape, sure. But a lot of the ones I'm talking about are, it's a brand new chunk of wood. It's only right. They're on the house for a year or two or maybe three and it is flash. So it's been diverting water and okay. whatever else. It might be a little bit dried out or cupped or something because of, so it just depends on the condition. It might be fine to use. It might not, but whether you keep it or not, make sure that what's on there is attached structurally to the house. Yeah. Cause like scary shit can happen. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, when a deck fails and falls off a house, it's because of an improper ledger connection or improper flashing detail on the ledger. So, so it falls off right out. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it was just peppered on with some nails into the sheathing and mm-hmm. those literally slide out. Like mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you can put a hammer, a claw of a hammer on a nail and just go Whoop, and pop it out. No problem. And that's what's holding your deck on. So, And some of those decks are really high. And that's where it's even more susceptible because you will get some sway and movement and all it takes is a bit of wiggling for those nails to slide out. Yeah. Like something that's low to the ground doesn't have that lateral movement to it is less likely to fall off the house. But you get up in something that's tall up in the air and it's, you know, high winds here. So it's, it doesn't have to be swinging all over the place. Just little, Just little vibrations, little, little movements. Those nails slip out and down she goes. Right. No. So not fun. Not fun. I've never been on one that's done that, but I can't imagine you get up and be like, well, that was cool. (laughs) That was a lot of fun, guys. Let's do that again. Let's do that next Thursday, too. Let's just use... How about your house, Ted? You built the same way, didn't you? Let's just use brad nails to put that thing up so it goes faster. staple it on. Number nine, installing... (laughs) This one's not super common, but I see it enough that it's like, it's funny to me. Installing their stringers upside down. This is a total DIY thing. Installing their stringers upside down. Yes. So you're, you get oh, your yeah. typical stair stringers. This happens when people buy pre-made stair stringers that typically have like a seven and a half by 10 and a half inch rise run. And so it's supposed to be the 10 and a half part supposed to be the tread. That's where you're supposed to step is a 10 and a half part. Oh, and then they flip and the it. Seven and a half is the height of each step. You rise and they install them upside down. So they've got the super short tread and then this big tall rise. And I've like, seen that before. hundred percent. I hate those stairs. Everybody has. <laughs> And you're like, what the hell's going on there? It's like, no, they installed their stringers upside down. It feels like you're going into like a basement from the 1900s. 100%. You're walking down those stairs. It's, it's just a ladder at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I, you see it. It happens. Pe- like people that are trying to do this stuff sometimes know that little about what they're doing that yeah. they will install their stringer upside down. And it's dangerous. It's very scary. Yeah. Very. So very scary. They don't know how to properly measure things in the first place. So they go to their local Home Depot or whatever, and they buy a stringer, and it's it's a five-step stringer. Yeah. You take it home. They hold it up this way. I'm like, well, not tall good. enough. Oh, if I flip it, though. <laughs> I'll get a couple inches. <laughs> if I flip it, I gain 15 inches here, and then it's perfect. Good to go. And then you try and run down the stairs, and you fall face first because the treads <laughs> aren't wide enough. Yeah. Uh, funny stuff. Um, number 10, not asking questions or not doing your research. Listen, if you're going to tackle a deck and there's things you don't know, at least ask or do some research to fill in the gaps in knowledge that you don't have. Yep. Um, now what I also want to say on this is when you ask questions, that is not a transfer of liability to the person that's trying to help you. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. That's the only reason I asked. Man, questions. it comes up every, a few times every year here. We are, our people are very helpful. Our salespeople are like... We encourage them to help people mm-hmm. understand how they're supposed to do things, whatever. But you told me to do it that way. Right. And so if you come in here and you don't know, like we always, 
I always say too, like you need to follow manufacturer's install instructions. That's where you learn how to do this. Mm. If you want to ask me a question on like, oh, do you think I can do this? And I say like, yeah, that's fine. And then you go and do it, but not really how I did. Like it's nobody's fault, but your own. Yep. What you do when you leave here. Mm. I don't care what my sales staff told you. Um, like you accept responsibility for what you're doing. Right. And I'm not, my people aren't here to accept liability for your projects and what you're doing because you asked them a question. Mm-hmm. So look to the manufacturer's install instructions and do it properly. Yes. Just do it properly. Yeah. Uh, number 10, no, number 11 number is 11. to not plan ahead. This is Wade's favorite one because he's a big planner. He, he says he is. He says he's a big planner. <laughs> there's an episode way back when that's like, planning, planning is everything. Planning is everything. The Wade Lorend episode. Um, guys and gals who do this every day, contractors, know how to plan ahead and foresee problems before they happen and do things to mitigate them and make things go smoother a lot of homeowners don't know what they don't know. So they just kind of start. Yeah. And, and just, then they make lots of mistakes. It's like dominoes that'll all fall into place. Yeah. Right. And so these little mistakes they make along the way compile and compound. Mm-hmm. And then they end up with a deck that's like either not, not a great quality or it's not safe or whatever, because they didn't plan ahead or maybe they build their deck and then find out it's too small for all the shit they want to put on it. Oh yeah. Because they didn't plan ahead and think like, Oh, I like, I, I just wanted an eight by 10 deck because that's what my budget was. And I didn't really think about the fact that I have a six seat patio table and a barbecue and a smoker Mm -hmm. and now none of it fits. Mm -hmm. So pretty scary to not plan ahead and make sure it's going to work for you because you're spending some money on this. Yeah. Like maybe it was worth it to spend a few extra hundred dollars and make it 12 by 12 to make sure that everything worked. Right. (laughs) So that's a pretty good one. Number 12 is brought to you by our estimator, Juanita. I was like, Juanita, what are some scary things you see customers do or you hear customers do? What was the scariest thing? She said, well, I mean, I had taken 11, of 11 good <laughs> ones before I got to her. But she said, uh, no railing blocking. And I was like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. A lot of people don't properly block in for their surface mount rails. Surface mount rails, in at least in our markets, account for about 98% of the railing that goes out there mm. on a composite deck. It's some sort of aluminum surface mounted rail. Um and people that don't know don't put appropriate blocking underneath the decking and they just bolt it to the decking. Right. So they got these long bolts and they go all the way through the decking. Yeah. <laughs> Into nothing. Into nothing. <laughs> yeah. And so then, fine. Once again, day one, job well done. Looks Good great. job. It looks awesome. The first person somebody leans against that or in our market, wind. Yeah. Gets, you know, if it's especially if it's a glass rail or a privacy wall, the wind gets a hold of this stuff and it just like it doesn't take much for it to rip those boards right up. Yeah, because a lot of that glass rail is surface mounted. I mean, all of it is. Yeah. Surface mounted. Yeah. So it like it doesn't take much force when there's no structural anchoring underneath the deck for that stuff to leg bolt into for it to lift those boards. Let's remember these boards are being held down by staples a quarter inch deep. (laughs) (laughs) But even a proper hidden fastener is like is meant to hold the board down with some friction. It's not meant to take leverage from a six-foot privacy wall being leaned against. Right. Those clips will pop. Mm-hmm. And you can almost guarantee every single time that somebody walks in here and says, oh, I've got, like, I need to buy a board and some leg bolts because my railing blew over this weekend. <laughs> it's like, wow, it was not properly done. That would also not be a fun well, how thing do you know? to do. Because a properly done railing would not blow over. Right. It's a railing. It's, it's meant to keep you safe. 
It's like not falling off. Yeah. Like a tornado should be able to rip within a block of your house and not blow your railing off your deck. Mm-hmm. Like it, if it's properly attached, it sh- that should not be happening. Yeah. So if if your 40K wins this past weekend, blew your railing over, it was never done right. No. So, no. and not like 99% of the time, you can be like, do you have blocking underneath? Well, I don't know. Check. No, you don't. So you were, you were bolting into some composite decking. The, bo- the reason you need the board too is because the board lifted off. And like Yeah, exactly. And went with the railing. So no railing blocking was a great one. Number 13, what do you think, Bryce? Have you seen this paper? I, I did. <sighs> I used my x-ray vision. Number 13 was not pulling a permit. That is a bad one. It's a bad one for a couple reasons. Yeah, what are they? I mean, one of them to me is if you don't pull a permit, you get caught, you get fined. Mm-hmm. And, no, that's not good. And on top of that, if you don't pull a permit, and let, let's say like years later someone comes and checks things out, your deck might not be up to current code anymore. Right. Yeah, there's some scenarios at play here. So if you're not current, then you got to fix it up. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a variety of reasons. Like you said, one is it's a good check to make sure the things are being built safely and properly. And maybe it's not the be all and end all of that, but it's certainly going to catch you from overspanning your joists or whatever, overspanning your beams or not attaching things properly because you'll have to, if you do, if you submit it and it's not right, they'll stop you and you'll have to learn how to do it right. So it's going to get you off onto a, a good start anyway. Mm-hmm. Second part is when you go in for a permit, they're going to do a zoning review and make sure that where you're building your deck is somewhere that you're allowed to build your deck. Yeah. You may not be aware of potential easements or restrictions within your property that you're not allowed to do. And if you just go ahead and build and don't, and you violate that without knowing it, when you go to sell your house and somebody does a check and be like, does it have a permit? No, it does not. Okay, well, let's get a permit. Oh, it's... It's three feet into an easement. Right. Uh, the deck needs to be torn off mm-hmm. or modified. Yeah. Like that's an expensive lesson to learn. And to your point too, you might build it today and it might be fine and the code might change and years later you're not fine anymore. Right. And, and if you don't have a permit. Right. So that that would have happened to a lot of people in Regina recently because the code did change this year. And significantly. You used to be able to span quite a bit more between posts on your beam than you can now. It used to be that you could do 13 foot six, no problem with a triple two by 10. You could do 16 foot six with two by 12. And then this year they decided like, you know what? Nope. Uh, we're scaling it all back. No more than eight feet between your posts, no matter what you do. Unless so you, you might, get an engineered drawing, right? right? Or provide some substantiating document from the Canadian wood council that supports doing a longer span, all the stuff, whatever. <laughs> but um, the point is you might build it this year and be like, oh, I'll get the permit later kind of thing and span. I don't know anybody would ever do this. Personally, but uh, <laughs> but you Same might build your deck. Stable this wall deck <laughs> yeah. down. You might you might uh, build your deck completely within the parameters of w- of what they allow today, and yep. that might change next year. And then you're like, then you have to pull a permit at some point because whatever you get, somebody phones you in, or you go to sell your house or whatever, and now all of a sudden you're like, well, shit, I got to add another pile on my deck. How am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. So it's like a haunting. Yeah, and then again, when the point when you go to sell your house, some home buyers might request and like they might want the permits that were pulled for a, a, an addition or a deck that was done later. And if you don't have it, it you know, you've got to either go get it then, or you might lose out on the sale of your home or yeah. whatever else. So, but it's just a good thing to, to make sure you're doing everything prim and proper and you're not going to run into any troubles because a lot of places would be like, if you don't get a permit, 
and we catch you and you don't remedy it, um, we're taking your deck off your house. Yeah. So there's no... That's expensive. Yeah. That was number 13, Bryce. That was Appropriately that ended s- on number 13. Scary. I'm curious if the people in the Instagram here right now have... And we're not going to call it number 14, but if you have any additional things <laughs> that you've seen out there... Have any other scary additions? That people do with their decks that are pretty scary. Freaky. How about this? How let's just let's, let's just wing, wing some here. While wing. we're waiting for the Instagram okay. folks to add theirs in, what about open fire pits on decks? Mm. I've seen this. That's not a good idea. It's not a great idea. It's not a good <laughs> like fire. Yeah. Some people think like, oh, if I just put down some like non-combustible material on my deck, that means I can have a fire pit on my deck. Yeah. Uh and I'm sure like You'll have a fire pit going through your deck. A lot of the times it's probably <laughs> fine, but I mean, it's going to be spitting embers and ash and whatever on your wood deck. And like, at best case, you get a little burn mark in your deck, but. Oh man. Uh, you don't know Like, what if your deck's low to the ground and underneath it's got some dry shit, like just leaves and stuff that have fallen through over the years and something spits a spark and it falls between your deck boards and ends up underneath. Lights everything up. And you don't, you're sitting there enjoying your beer. <laughs> you really thought about that one. <laughs> and all of a sudden your ass is on fire. Yeah. Like, how are you putting that out, by the way? <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, how are you putting that it's out? Underneath, it's spread underneath the deck first. <laughs> That's a lot of urine to put that out. Yeah, TC yeah. Deck says he always sees very shallow footings. That's a good one, too. Shallow footings. That's com- you, that's common shallow here. footings? Like a pile in the ground that's not deep enough. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So very common here because the like how deep you have to go here is obnoxious. The requirements for piles here are and it's stupid. Uh, it's not anything any homeowner would ever guess, and most contractors contractors would ever guess that you had to go that deep. Here. You couldn't dig that with your hands. No, no. <laughs> no. Um, so a lot of times people will go as deep as their auger will go, or yeah. as deep as they can shovel by hand, which is like three or four feet, and three or four feet would be fine in a lot of places, but it's not here. Yep, and so I've seen plenty of concrete piles that were not deep enough that are just they heave out over time. Yep, heave up, heave up, heave up, fall over, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's a common one here too. That's a good one. Thanks for the contribution. That holy smokes, it's starting to come up here now. TC Dex, um, TC, he also says like four inches thick when it's supposed to be three feet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the sketchy thing here too. Is that even when you're applying for a permit, sometimes the existing deck does have piles underneath it. Has existing footings and you're planning to use those existing footings but you don't should you well the the people do like whether you should or not who knows because you can't verify their depth no you don't know how deep that thing goes so you kind of kind of judge it by looking at it and be like well it doesn't look like it's heaved the deck is still level it was here for 20 years so i guess it's probably okay but is there any way to check like you'd have to daylight it you have to dig down and find out i guess Mm -hmm. yeah but here, that's 16 feet. Hydrovac, <laughs> You're not the, digging hydrovac yeah. is 16 foot I don't know. Hole. Maybe there's some sort of like sono technology that you could probably do it with, but that's like... Well, I know when... Average homeowner not going to have that. Yeah. I used to do line locating for Sask Energy, and one of the things that they had, they had this like really thin metal rod that you used to have to jam into the ground six feet yeah. to hit the top of the... That was your depth finder. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty tough. And I know if, when you, like, for a permit for that stuff, you just put, like, unverified depth. Like, ex- and they're, they're just like, yeah, cool. Like, Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if it, the deck was over six feet here, I'm sure they would care more because you do have to get that engineered. But under six feet, they're like, yeah, whatever. Because they don't require a pile at all oh, under right. six you feet here. You just put it on a block. It doesn't matter if it's deep. Yeah, a GH <laughs> level. Like, it's all good. Sounds good. Um, 
Precision Construction says, seen people put non-tempered glass panels in rails. Yeah, that's a no-go too. Non-tempered. Yeah. Have, you, have you even watched Squid Games? <laughs> have you? Yeah, I'm done. It's good, right? It was pretty good. Yeah. But uh, like the glass thing, right? Like they jump on the glass. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so there's your, <laughs> there's your what, do, what do you want to call it? Your topical tie-in with... We've never said Squid today. Games on this, have we? I don't think so. So, yeah, obviously the problem with that is tempered glass is not nearly as strong as non-tempered glass. And also, if something was to blow, like, break, non-tempered glass is very dangerous. It will, very dangerous. It will cut your limbs off. Uh, <laughs> tempered glass, dangerous if it breaks because it may create a fall hazard, but it's not going to hurt you. It's, no, it, like, it breaks into tiny little pieces that aren't really sharp. No. Um, tiny little squares. Yeah. Quigley Deck says, homeowners don't realize they need to dig below the frost line for the footings. Yeah, so similar story to TC Decks. What is the frost line where Quigley's from? Quigley's in Wisconsin. Oh, so it's probably... Uh, I'll have decent frost there. Yeah. My guess would be like... Be like on Three feet. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I guess we're double that here. So that's why we laugh and say like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Trifecta Builders Incorporated says, I had a client ask, I had a client ask us if we could put a fire pit on a patio that was covered by a second floor deck. <laughs> well, yeah. In floor heating above. You could. <laughs> right. But how long do you want your upper deck to last? <laughs> uh, keep it nice and warm. Use steel framing. You st- then it heats up, right? Yeah. And then what? But what would you use on top? Hardwood. I think they were onto something. You'd have to use hardwood. Yeah. Use like Epe. The fire rating on Epe is amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Then it would warm up in floor heating. You're right. That sounds like a great idea. Sorry. What was the problem there? <laughs> Like, let's do that. We solved the issue. Like a nice cozy fire underneath and then up up top where your hot tub is that was not engineered for well, the You don't even need a hot tub. Has a heated floor. You just need you just need a metal basin. Just build a curb around the deck. <laughs> yeah. Fill exactly. it up and heat it from below with fire. Come on. Oh man, we got this. Let's do it. It's eco-friendly too. Um okay, well those are some good ones that we didn't have in here. Let's uh yeah, fire pit on deck. I'm gonna add that. If we ever do a blog article out of this, this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> if Bryce. we ever yeah, someday in twenty twenty four when I get those. to this. Fire pit on deck. That's a good one. That is pretty scary. How about your deck, Bryce? How sketchy is it? Uh it's not super sketchy. No, it's pretty good. I would say it's pretty good. There's one spot because the uh homeowner originally for some reason put the air conditioner under the deck mm. so there's like a hatch okay is there enough clearance around the air conditioner that it can actually function and breathe or oh, i had like, to get a new one because you burnt it out because it's dead <laughs> <laughs> so not enough airflow no uh what do we got here sue corkery oh hey sue was going to do a simple redeck only two feet from ground posts and beams all rotted ledger attached over the siding no post in one corner Six foot cantilever with posts on Whoa. concrete pads, starting over. We should do There's a horror story so one much now. Wrong with what she said with with the whole thing it's there. It's simple. So it sounds like a ventilation issue. Ledger over the siding. That's beautiful. No posts in the corner. Six foot cantilever with posts on six feet. That's, that's pretty significant. That's a long way. The only guy that she even be talking about doing six foot cantilevers is FBP Canuck Whoa. in there with the fortress steel framing. Whoa! I don't even think they're supposed to do six foot, like, but like four foot. But they could. But maybe you could do six foot. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Steel man, six foot's pretty gnarly though. Robo deck. 
Um, FPP Canuck says, cooked bacon and eggs on the metal frame. Great idea. Oh, on the uh, on the metal fire deck. Frame. On fire the fire deck. deck up above. Fire deck. Oh, this is giving me so good. You just put a couple deck deck tiles on there, so it's like a like a like a pizza stone. Oh wow! Above the deck too. Let's make pizza. Oh, love it. All right, I'm done with this shit. You let's, good to go? Let's get out of here. <laughs> okay, you guys take her easy. Enjoy the rest of your week. Um, what else did I want to say before we ended this? There was something and I forgot. Happy Halloween. Happy. Ha- oh, if you're a contractor that's on the Camo Edge system, Camo Drive and whatnot, until the end of the month. Until October 31st. At midnight. You, yeah, midnight <laughs> that turns off. Um, wicked deal we have on right now that's uh, like a sponsored deal where you buy two big boxes, like the 900 counts of your Camo Edge clips. You'll get a Camo Drive gun for free. Mm-hmm. And you can get 50% off a Camo lever. You save about 500 well. Canadian dollars. Yeah, that's about 1,500 Canadian. Normally when you buy that stuff all separately during this thing, it's what? It's down, to, yeah, it's like it's about a thousand bucks. Yeah. So you save a whole whack load of money. Plus, if you're a contractor and you have oh, signed yeah, up for a contractor even account, more contractor account on tuds.ca, you get your 5% or whatever contractor level you're at off that as well. Yep. So you spend even less and get free tools. Yeah. And if you're in Canada, the shipping is free. Man, you're just sweetening the deal every moment. Makes one a gag. Right? <laughs> Eating cash. You're going to, and it's stuff that you're going to use. Yes. And it's so what's not the, like you're not going to use it. Right. Yeah. The two big buckets is like a couple decks worth of clips. Yeah. And then you get all the tools for free or heavily discounted. And then you might as well sign up and get your discount off the website anyway. And like on and on and on. On and on. What's the web address they have to go to? Because they have to fill out a rebate form. But it's instant. You don't have to wait for a rebate to come back. You get this, oh, the man. deal now. Yeah, what is Tuds.ca slash camo promo. That is what it is. Tuds.ca slash camo promo. Quigley says, does that only apply to Canada? No, it does not. You can buy rape from us. You can do it in the US of A as well. I don't know what the shipping is going to do on our website. Uh, if it's be, the States. You might have a small shipping charge in the States. Yeah, it'll be like 150 bucks or something like but that. But it'll still be less than buying all your components separately. So... And the dollar is pretty good, so you'll get a good deal. Yeah, that too. Can, uh, FPP Connect says Camo Drive 100% the best install method for steel framing, unsolicited plugs. So that's a good point. If you're wanting the Camo clips for steel framing, the X metal clips, those are also included in the in the bundles. You can buy the metal clips instead of the regular clips if you want and still get the, the drive tool deals. Yeah. So pretty sweet deal until they say November 1st, but it ends like... The night of the 31st. Halloween deal. Halloween deal. So take advantage of it. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. See you next week. Bye. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site. Come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.